Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. One of these days, yeah, you meow at a cat and the cat just goes ha-ha back at you or like make some sort of weird man sound. Uh, Stranger things. Stranger things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I do talk about stranger things. (laughs) That's great. Uh, movie Cronenberg. Mm-hmm. We're doing Cronenberg. That's right, baby. Yeah. How do you usually start uh, these? I mean, I listen to every episode. We, but you I usually still start forget. with like some bullshit banter, like this, oh. like this banter that's happening. Oh, okay. Uh, and then you say, and then we go, "Hi, everybody." I say, say "Hi, everybody." Hey, yeah. hello, uh, human peoples. Welcome. And I say, uh, mm-hmm. "I say my name is David Bell. My name is Michael Swain." And we just watched Crimes of the Future. That's and then right. we do some sort of bit here so I can cut to the trailer. It's like just some sort the of punctuation. Fleshy tip of the Cronenberg. Perfect. We've all felt that the body was empty. Empty of meaning. And we've wanted to confirm that so that we could fill it with meaning. world is a much more dangerous place now that pain has all but disappeared. Surgery is sex, isn't it? Is it? Mm. You know it is. Surgery is the new sex. Okay, and, that, and now we start the episode. Wonderful. Now I'm comfy. Now I'm comfortable. Okay, Michael, thank you for being on. Of course. Uh, I'm sitting on know, Tom's throne of flesh and skulls. It's weird, exactly. but uh, it makes me feel powerful. Right. This was, yeah, Tom, Tom's out. Tom's moving. Uh, I, I explained this on the Hypecast. And uh, nothing, uh, nothing's actually coming out this weekend that I saw. I think there's a few, like, comedies and, you know, crap. Yeah. But I knew you had seen this movie. Seen and it twice I, now, Dave. Which was nice. actually, I think I have interesting thoughts because of that, for sure. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, this is my first time seeing it. It, it came out fairly recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, yeah, David Cronenberg's first movie in like six years, I want to say. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, something oh, like no, that. no, no. Possessor first was original, his First child, original. Right. Yeah, Possessor was Brandon Cronenberg, mm-hmm. his son. Uh, and this is very Cronenberg. This is, uh, this is Cronenberg doing his Cronenbergiest, right? Well, you could tell from the trailer immediately that you're like, ah, it's almost his Tim Burton or like this is the most art, the most Cronenberg art directions ever been counting other Cronenberg movies. You're like, wow, he went all out, which is appropriate, I think, because I'll say this right out the gate. The first I'm sorry, flesh curtains right out the flesh curtains. The first time I watched this, uh, I felt the need to watch it again when you asked me to cover it because even though I saw it, what, three weeks ago, um, Mm. it didn't resonate with me to a point where I remembered each plot turn. Uh, and it didn't. And then the second time watching it, I realized, which is funny that I didn't realize it the first time because it's not that subtle, that it's Cronenberg's, hey, I'm going to talk about myself and my own art and my artistic process movie. And now I do remember every tiny plot beat because they all make sense because you're like, of course, Cronenberg would think that about art. Like, I understand the underlying mechanism of it now, which is good because I can talk about it for an hour. Okay, good. Yeah, it definitely feels to me like Cronenberg commenting that I got I I had like that shower realization this morning where it was like, oh, it is about that, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Because he's constantly talking about other attempts, you know, the ear guy and stuff like that, where it's it's almost him being like it almost felt like a commentary on like movies like Mandy and Color Out of Space and like and like that like that body horror that's kind of come back. 
and it's almost like Cronenberg commenting on that stuff. Not almost. Or, like I think there's moments where it becomes really blatant. For example, if you just say in a nutshell, which we should at this time, the premise is that Viggo Mortensen plays a guy who, in his sleep, when he dreams, has great pain because his body is forming these new, almost cancerous organs that are mysterious and have functions that humans can't even comprehend yet, but are destined to lead us to a new understanding as a people. And he shapes them through the tattoo process and cuts them out of himself and displays them for the world. And that is his art, right? So those are Cronenberg movies. He's saying my movies are these gross cancerous things, um, but they came from me and I love them. And here, look at them. (laughs) Right. And he talks about a world where it's, it's weird. It's, it's a world where from what I can tell is the status quo is that, yes, we should rip these out. Right. There, it, it's it's like a dystopian society where there's like a, a rebel group that's accepting the new organs mm-hmm. or accepting the evolution as being a correction of human kind of kind of human waste, uh, and we you know that's a slow reveal throughout versus a government. Um, and I I'm going to apologize for the cat meowing. Yeah yeah yeah. Who's that's like that almost embraces him and he's an agent for them because they think we want to keep what's quote unquote human and we're going to tamp down anything that yeah anything abnormal i also think is actually one of the most interesting commentaries the movie makes because as you alluded to uh tense salt tensor vigo mortensen turns out to be a tool of the establishment and not only that but the establishment interprets his art as a statement against as a statement pro the status quo, which is right. he which is so funny because he says, I'm just doing what I do. I'm afraid of everything. I'm expressing my rage. I feel like my body's betraying me. It's painful. I'm expressing that. And it's so funny that the status quo system is able to subsume that and say, yeah, we see what you're doing. You agree with us. And terrorists are able to go, we see what your art really means. You agree with us. Um, And I bet that's a situation Cronenberg and a lot of artists at that level find themselves in, where whoever they're talking to will repurpose their art for their own agenda. It's rage against the machine, right? And right. conservatives being, being like, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, you do realize what this is about, right? Whereas it, it does seem like in, so they have Vigo kind of state at one point what his view is, though, um, which is that he does hate these abnormalities and he but, wants them out of his body. And that troubled me until I remembered that even though it's Cronenberg, it's still a traditional movie, he changes by the end, right? He, he flips. Yes, he embraces it. By the end, because he has no choice. So, like, we, yeah, we should get into, like, the, what the literal... We've kind of summed it up, which is that it's a world where, like, humans... Some humans have stopped feeling pain and getting infections. Or, le- rather, most humans have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a very disturbing revelation. And then everybody's growing these new organs. Uh, and they, yeah, there's the, the government or whoever in charge is like, this is abnormal. Whereas there's, yeah, a, a increasing like art performance art scene mm-hmm. around these things and people kind of embracing them and fetishizing them. And, um, it, uh, and Vigo is, is a performance artist in that. And there's all this technology based on like for people who have this trouble, like specialized chairs and beds that move with your body uh and help you do things like digest and sleep because you're these people are now having trouble doing that i love by the way because i wrote the part in the cracked book about your pooping wrong and how you should poop which is funny because right. now it's old hat it was a, ultimately that you should use a squatty potty and people do now right and now popular. that's all the rave yeah and, uh but at the time that was like a fun factoid new information i love the implication that you know you're eating wrong. You should actually shift your hips back and forth while you like pulse your stomach in and out, yeah. so the food you can gotta, like wiggle down your body. The chairs you are gotta, nonsense. <laughs> yeah, you got to be chairs. in a bone chair. You got to yeah. be in a bone chair. <laughs> it's got to be a, a flesh point bone chair. Um, yeah, but it is really cool. 
I think it's really cool world building in the sense that we used to have that's why it's retro future now and it feels dated or of that time. We used to think the future would be clean. That's the idea of the future would be inevitably cleaner right. and cleaner. And, uh, you know, films like Blade Runner. And I do think that's a high compliment. I would compare the world building to Blade Runner is very cohesive. It's very yeah. feels real. Well, and the, uh, the thing that that gave us an alien was like the future might be dirty, though. This is the first movie I've seen where they're like, yeah, but there's a reason why people don't fear infection anymore. Therefore, the future is dirty. I'm like, that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, I, I like that, too. It, it definitely I would say this gave me n- late 90s vibes in mm-hmm. the look. It gave Existence, me Dark City vibes, yeah. Existence. Yeah. Um, 13th floor, uh, even where it's like weird. It's like futurist technology that no- doesn't quite make sense on purpose, where it's like it's it's alien in nature as well. It's very Cronenberg. Right. Uh, and the look of it is very dingy, that dingy dark, like we're in the matrix look. Also much uh, like dark city, the main characters can't speak without weird pauses. <laughs> like yeah, both yeah. Vigo cause he has this coughing disease. And then this time, uh, second time through, I really noticed the guy who I keep thinking is, uh, the dude from Brazil, but it's not, it's the new younger version of him. Um, you're the, right. That the guy does look who, like the dude from Brazil who runs the registry clinic, uh, yeah, with, I, with does such a weird vocal choice, which is effective. And I'm sure he worked on it with Cronenberg, but, uh, you know, who doesn't work for me is Timlin. Timlin's manner of speaking feels dumb and theatrical. Which one's Timlin? Is that Kristen Stewart? That's Kristen Stewart. Yeah. And Kristen I don't, Stewart, I think everyone I, intentionally made a weird choice with their speech and i think cronenberg encouraged that so i'm not blaming Kristen stewart for like being a bad actor but i did think timlin talked like a freaking weirdo it felt out of place right i've said this before i think Kristen stewart when i saw she was in this i felt happy for her Mm -hmm. because i don't know anything about her but knowing her history and her the films she likes and stuff i think this was a dream of hers i think she's she just screams i want to be in a cronenberg film right and she got to be uh and so the, yeah she she's she plays like a creep she's like weird and creepy uh well so is the registrar guy i, f- I wish i remembered it with yeah it, i guess with he, he he came off a little more natural because again i think it's the their characters like she's like more um into the rules and like a little like off i want a little more off than him be- cutting into me yeah yeah but they do both i think through his actions he shows they're both creeps or at least they feel fulfill the function right of hypocrisy bureaucratic hypocrisy because they run this system that's meant to track so that we can stop the emergence of neo-organs um track all the neo-organs in the world uh and at the same time he is the head of the inner beauty pageant which celebrates the growth of neo-organs which is very funny because have you watched Dead Ringers recently? No. That's uh, Cronenberg with Jeremy Irons as twins, as twin yeah. gynecologists. Oh, I've seen that once uh, because you guys covered it and I watched it, yeah. Oh, okay. The, in that movie, Jeremy Irons keeps talking about how he thinks there should be inner beauty pageants. Right. So that is a very Cronenberg theme. So in this, there's literally an inner beauty pageant where they put a zipper and Vigo to yeah. prep him for this that we never see the inner beauty pageant doing no because he the hunger games it and dismantles the whole society before i mean he we don't see that happen but the seed of that is planted right um, so yeah so my what, question is do they they still have taste though and they can still die right so maybe that so. is the thrill because he gets a zipper installed and she does oral sex on his stomach incision but there's no there's no infections but so. i'm saying there's no infection threat but he could die of his organs he falling says, out he yeah says, he says to her he says don't let it drip too but, much or something uh, yes. like that and my follow-up is it also is there he can't die from blood loss like just <laughs> i, I think right, he can right. i think he can i think that's the threat my real that's question him. is he acts like he orgasms from it, like it's a blowjob. So my question right. is, does it actually feel good? Or is it the sheer excitement of, I could die right now. I'm putting my life in your hands. That I, makes me I, calm. So I spent the film thinking about that, actually. Mm-hmm. Because the idea is this is a world without pain. Yeah. That doesn't mean you can't feel. So like what, they're, what 
Cronenberg is proposing here because what we're learning is that like Vigo has all sorts of like pain or cut sex where they're like getting cut open in the mm-hmm. be- autopsy bed and all and he's feeling pleasure whenever he gets cut open and has these organs removed and people seem to feel pleasure there's a part where a woman's uh <sighs> foot is foot. being cut open. oh my god yeah. and so the implication uh, there that to was me, the, a moment where i was like you can pan away it doesn't it can be as long as you want i get it you're <laughs> david cronenberg start right. the pan start the pan <laughs> well the the implication to me is that um without the sensation of pain they still feel the penetrative nature of what's happening and it feels good that's what's being implied right okay. is that i just think there's the also a pa- reason cutting f- your skin open without pain and that what yes. we've realized what they're realized is pleasurable and that's what we're seeing i just think that requires some suspension of disbelief in the point in the in the sense that uh you know clitori and wiener heads have bundles of nerves connected to pleasure centers that your organs don't your organs almost entirely lack nerves as far as i'm right. aware um, but anyway, I do think it's all consistent. If you buy that, like if you accept the price of admission, you're basically saying, what would society be like if... And I do think sci-fi doesn't do that enough, and Cronenberg is so good at it, actually positing alien concepts. You know, like, what if pain was neutralized? Everything would be different in ways that would make the right. society seem bonkers to us, but make right. sense Although- from that vantage. Yeah, he had to add also no infections because I feel like in the writing process he realized like, like what about everyone like, just dying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like no infections. He just like went back and added that to the line like in his third draft. It was like ah okay, no infections. Oh, but you know he was excited when someone was like, oh, so it could just be dirty then, and he's like, yes, it could. Yeah, be. it's dirty too. Uh, it's. Uh, it, it reminds me of like a point and click adventure game I played once designed by H.R. Giger called Dark Seed. It's just, Ooh. it's just truly, mm, the Cronenberg levels are off the chain. There's like an infinity gauntlet surgery bug that they use to cut each other open. Yep. It's great. It's very, it's nonsense. It's Cronenberg nonsense is what it is, mm-hmm. right? Because it's the chairs are very it reminds me of the the design in like Existence, where it's like nothing looks like this. Or of course the surgery tools in Dead Ringers, which I recently watched, where it's all just like this nonsense. It's nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually wanted to. Okay, so we do we want to keep talking about the um, the actual plot because it was the the one last um, like the the one. Um, Last thing is, yeah, the other we Tom, haven't talked about the child. Up. Yeah, no, I'm editing it. I'm editing it. I'm not trimming shit. Oh, if I there's see. a cat meowing in the background, guess what? I ain't cutting that out. Yeah, I was gonna say. I know you're playing through Stray, but can you mute it? You don't have to mash the <laughs> button, the cry button. Anyway, I love that button. You were um, saying, <laughs> uh, shit. Okay, so. It begins with this movie begins with a child on the beach and the mom says, don't eat anything you find. And my note was, what kind of dumbass kid would eat whatever he found? And my next note was, oh, I see. I bet that because, means something. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> the kid is eating plastic and the mom murders this child. And the, the movie is centered around, in part, the, the B plot. It's, it's what we said with Vigo. And then this guy comes to him and says, I would like you to perform a public autopsy of my child who is born, or, or rather it's slowly learned that he was born, he's the first naturally born person with this augmented new organ system. So the, the, the dad is part of this like group that's been slowly doing surgery on themselves. To help uh, the organs function, to help them to along. Help the, and yeah, yeah, and what they've discovered is the purpose of the organs, which is to eat toxic materials. Plastics is what he calls them. And they make these plastic candy bars. And if you, if you eat them and you don't have these organs, you die. Uh, that's, you die horribly. And, and it's so not this just boy plastic, was the first one to be born clear. They call it plastics as slang, but it's all kinds of toxic waste and blah. It's basically yeah. anything that causes climate change, right? It's going to be the solution to yeah, litter and the climate idea. change and trash. It's yeah. the equivalent of how we're finding worms that eat plastic now. And, and they're like, like, why are we holding this back? We should be celebrating this. And this will be our big coming out party is you'll cut open my boy and reveal he's a plastic eater. 
and we'll come out and we'll say we demand rights or whatever. You know, you can yeah. stop oppressing us. And I want to point out that I didn't pick up till the second time through. I'm sure you did because you're smarter than me. But uh, I think it's implied that that is what Saul, this is a common mutation that's happening. And Saul, if he hadn't kept cutting out his organs to be a performance artist, probably this would have happened to him. Right? I think that's what the ending implies, so. right? Yeah. yeah because... I, that's the that's the idea is that this is what we're th- what they're discovering this is, is the this point is what of what's going on yeah yeah and so there's a there's basically a who killed an electric car idea here and i will <laughs> say the movie does doesn't do a good enough job at explaining why the government wouldn't want this but there's you know they're basically pushing against it under this like idea that it's unnatural uh and the pro i th- i think my problem with that in this movie is they never really properly show that ideology. The evil force like, is never represented, really. Yeah, it's Cope not is like capitalism. Reasonable. Yeah, yeah, it, it's not depicted as capitalist. It's not con- depicted as like a religious fundamentalist. It's just like they don't like this, and it's like why? Why don't they like this? What's it to them? And I know that there's a world where you could make that realistic. All you have you to know, add like, is a couple sentences of, well, it's that to them because they make money this way and now that would happen. Exactly. And you're like, okay, that makes sense. You just needed yeah, to address it. I agree. Then, yeah, he never does that work but in the That's in because the he's more interested in the commentary on art, I think. So it's like yeah, scenes like where Detective Cope says, how can a tumorous growth be considered art? Where's the emotional shaping, the philosophical understanding that's present in all art? And they laugh derisively like, you just don't get it, man. I think that's... So in other words, that could have been Cope, that line, space, could have been taken up by Cope explaining this is bad for society because of this. But instead he used it as a... to have, you know, to, he used that space for dialogue that makes us think about oh, art can come from places beyond emotional shaping and philosophical understanding. It can come from dreams. That's the kind of artist Cronenberg is. That's his statement of self. And uh, I just think that's what he's more interested in. He's less interested in the cohesion of making the... There's not going to be a sequel. He's not trying to build out this universe. No, he's not making a cinematic universe. Oh, man. That would be amazing. We need a unified Cronenverse. That would be so great. Yeah. Absolutely. Um yeah uh and so basically this all this all leads to the child autopsy which Mm -hmm. they show and when they cut him open he's his organs are covered in tattoos and what's been established is that whenever a new organ is um created uh it gets registered or tattooed and so the the implication is that this child's body isn't pure it's been fucked with Right. And so it's not a natural occurrence. So someone sabotaged the They're child's coming body. out party in order to like put a damper on the movement, which it successfully does. But we also get the impression that it's inevitable, right? The mutants will win eventually. Yes. And the leader is assassinated. But yeah, it, it, well, that's what the ending seems to imply, because at the very end, Vigo is in his eating chair and he he can't eat. He's just throughout the whole movie. He seems he seems sick. You know, we've yeah. talked about this. Um, apparently, Vigo was actually uh, injured. While making this movie. Oh, and he used it. And He's like, let's roll he now. Used it. Yeah, like <laughs> the, he wasn't supposed to be so crouched, uh, mm. and he is. So, and so at the end, he tries the plastic bar, and he gets this big smile on his face. And like, then the movie I ends. feel normal, finally, or I feel not yeah, in pain. This satis- yeah. yeah, this satisfying. So it's the realization of like, he needs to accept this new way because the old way is killing him. And it's the first time he's gotten to be, yeah, feel normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then the movie ends and that's pretty much what the movie is. Um, and, I uh, do remember thinking during that autopsy scene, Oh boy. Cause that kid's like 11. It's not like a baby. Right. I'm like, Oh boy, a, an eleven-year-old's dead penis in my face—that is pretty yep. edgy. And then they cut him open and rip his organs out in front of me, and I'm like, "Forget the penis, <laughs> Jesus Christ!" <laughs> like you see, you see an autopsy on a dead child. You it's sure do in this wild. <laughs> yeah, Cronenberg predicted walkouts for this movie. Yeah, um, I I actually want to get into the critique side of this. Because we haven't actually talked about, like, how do we like this movie? Well, Uh, as I said, I really enjoy the vibe and the world building, even if I don't, quote unquote, enjoy it. 
I my a hat tip to the incredible steady hand behind the like it's as clear as a Wes Anderson or a Tim Burton or anyone. Right. It's like, this is my vision. Do it. And you're like, I understand what you're doing, sir. I see it. You're clear. I see you. Um, right. I thought it was all right. I, th- I thought it was good. I do I think thought- I have questions where I'm like, well, this doesn't seem to be building the world out, advancing the plot, or be about art art in a way that I can access. So I wonder what was that? Like, I don't know if it's just a statement on groupie culture or something, but why do Burst and uh, Burst and Router get naked in that one scene? <laughs> what is that about? That was a very odd moment. Is that Cronenberg uh, sure. just saying, chicks love me, they always throw themselves at me? Like, what is that statement if it's an art I thing? I don't know. I don't know. This was okay. So this is what I was getting at is I, I thought this movie was just okay. I did. I didn't. I was, I'm not in love with this movie. I would say I saw a way better Cronenberg movie recently. And that was done by his son, Brendan Cronenberg. And it was called possessor. Oh, I like this uh, more than possessor. Really? Yeah. I think, well, possessor is just pure bleak <laughs> and it was clever, but it felt like a bleak slog to me. And I just thought this felt more like here's some wild, crazy shit. And I agree with the message. Like if we could eat our own right. trash, that would be good. Um, oh, for sure. So, and, get- and I'll say the second watch made me like it more. So I'm in that position. Okay. Maybe, maybe if I, I'll like it more when Still I watch it again. Still not great. Still not great. <laughs> yeah. Because I guess what it is, is that I was thinking about my relationship with Cronenberg and I realized I'm not particularly affected by Cronenberg. Like most of Cronenberg's films, the visuals, the the Cronenberg of it all never really grabbed me uh, like uh, as much as the stories do. Does that make sense? Like Dead Ringers, we, we, we did, we just watched for recently. It's more of like the story is so, is fucking dark and it's mm-hmm. the story itself and not the Cronenberg nature of it. In fact, that movie is not very Cronenberg uh, most of the time. Yeah. Or like The Fly. I actually like the original Fly better, but I appreciate the Jeff Goldblum, The Fly. Um, the Jeff Goldblum, The Fly has wacky shit in it, though, where yeah. I'm like, this is so 80s also. Right. And it's all to say that I don't dislike Cronenberg. I just don't get that much out of a Cronenberg film. In I terms really of like the artistic. Existence I need to rewatch and I really enjoyed too. It was very much part of that late nineties, what if we're in a computer yeah. thing that was happening. Um and again it's it's this isn't a hit against Cronenberg. It's just that the realization to me was uh I don't get horrified or like viscerally affected by Cronenberg anymore. Uh mm-hmm. and I think it's because he kind of his visual style looks very similar from movie to movie. And it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, child autopsy. <laughs> like, I get it. Like, I get that that's upsetting. As opposed to a movie like Possessor, which took this idea of like, what if someone's in control of your body and doing horrible things? Well, and then it said, and, and here's the it, like, worst things concept. that could happen if that were true. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like conceptually, I, I think Brandon Cronenberg took his dad's work and said, oh, I'm going to I'm I'm the new flesh now. I'm going to I'm going to take it. I'm going to take this and roll with it and, and really introduce horrific concepts as opposed to like Cronenberg. Like, again, it's not a hit against Cronenberg. It's more of just his use of his visual aesthetic. Plus the message that he does never quite horrified me. Uh, and nor does it horrify me in this. And I, I totally, feel like that's sorry. Go ahead. Oh, and I feel like it's a, that's for a movie like this. That's all about that. It's all about him being like, ah, oh, look at this guy with ears on him. That's nothing. That's nothing. I'm I I cut out these tumors from my soul and I b- b- lay them out for you to horrify and interest. And it, like the fact of the matter is, is that I guess I'm not ultimately that affected by him. And so that statement felt a little flat for that reason. Does that make sense? Totally. If that's what you're trying to get out of it. And I can see, yeah, if you're going for bleak or the idea is actually, actually upsettingly haunting to me because it's so fucked up, um, possessor wins hands down. This is kind of an uplifting message that art is good. And ultimately humanity will 
expand the pool of human rights inevitably and you can't stop that it's almost as natural as evolution i think that that given so i was looking for any meaning from it not to be scared or horrified and therefore i was like that's a valid message and the metaphor of uh cutting parts of yourself out and showing them to the world as a metaphor for writing it's old hat i wrote a poem about that in junior high but uh i spill my blood upon the page right but uh it's valid and it totally is a smart idea for him with his aesthetic as it is to sure. say, oh, I'm going to do that metaphor because I am a writer. My stuff is known for being gross. It's an apt metaphor and I'll extend that into a movie. And I'm like, this all checks out to me as a solid right. idea for a Cronenberg movie. And the world reminded me of things like Alien and Blade Runner, which is like a good world then. You did a good job then. Yeah, I, I that's the thing. I'm not saying I don't like this movie. I actually, I did enjoy it a lot. Um, it's more of just like, it was a realization for me that <clears throat> I don't really leave a Cronenberg film with that like Going, Whoa. in my stomach. Yeah, no, neither yeah. do I. Did yeah. the foot uh cutting not make you cringe uh, just on a visceral oh, that was, level that's that was the one a little that cringy me. yeah yeah but you know what i think was part of it uh, this is another realization i had watching this is that when you show that that stuff but the person that it's happening to likes it mm-hmm. it, it actually didn't affect me as viscerally either oh. like the, the fact that they're not screaming in pain uh and the fact that they're like oh i love this mm-hmm. it was like oh okay well they're having a great time like i, I don't My know why that doesn't that, do that, that flip because it's just purely if that were happening to me that would hurt that's how it works for me right <laughs> My for sure for sure switched. yeah yeah i mean it's uh and i think you're right i think i'm not being i don't think i'm being c- completely fair because i don't think cronenberg's out to horrify every single time right like you said there's kind of a positive message in well, if his goal, like even in the fly where I do think it's, spo- it should be right. Because it's the horror right. of your body transforming. I'm still not that horrified. I'm more impressed by the effects work. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah that's what it is. It's more of like, wow, this is, this is wild. Wow, this is cool like and that, wild. Yeah. I think probably, uh, recently, and maybe it's, be- it's recently biased with this, but since I saw dead ringers for the first time, that's probably I found to be the most upsetting Cronenberg film, and that the reason of why the genital has no, focus or no because of the just the sad case of these oh, characters destroying themselves. Okay, yeah, and so like that's what I mean is that like the actual body horror aspect. I'm realizing like I've never really walked away from a Cronenberg feeling that the effects of that in a in mm-hmm. a in a like a bad way, and so that's what it occurred to me is like. But that is possible because I saw Possessor and it did that to me. So it's it's really, I don't know. I think that's interesting is that, like, I, again, I think it's unfair because you go into a Cronenberg now with an expectation. And this is a very Cronenberg film, right? Mm-hmm. This is, we're going to map out the, the journey to the heart of darkness or whatever. And surgery is the new sex and the look. Yeah. Also, um, but that doesn't mean yeah. Cronenberg should be expected to do that mm-hmm. you know with his art like maybe he never maybe he's like no i don't want to horrify you with this that's the point or uh, it's a side if you're horrified that's a side effect but i do think yeah. you're right that he in by all indications he does want to horrify you with the body horror and i agree with you that it's it's medium horrifying right Um, yeah it's it's, yeah just as a genre body horror generally really plays in the written word form and i don't you i usually think movies over everything but i will say the idea of being metamorphized or against my will is more compelling to me reading something like metamorphosis than watching the fly because your imagination of my bones inside me shifting is more powerful than watching it happen to jeff goldblum it just is for sure i also think and i know a lot of people (laughs) don't agree with this i just think body horror itself is not it's it's the same with torture horror it's not the most horrifying thing yeah i agree no it's not it's a very practically horrifying thing where it's like oh yeah that would be awful uh i I don't want to be tortured i don't want my body to change yeah but 
but when it comes to like deep like existential uh gut horror uh i think i need more than that which is why going back to the fly why i found the original fly the cheesy original fly mm-hmm. more horrifying because it deals with some being small emotional... and everything's big is so primal and yeah the yeah. getting caught in the spider web yeah. the thing about the spider web scene and the original fly isn't that um it's not the concept that he's caught in a spider web it's the fact that a character sees it happen and mercy kills him and is horrified and that's Mm. what it is the thing about the original fly is it's all about the people's reaction how the woman has to mercy kill the the man version by crushing him and she has to do multiple attempts like it's little things like that it doesn't matter what they show and that's the thing is it's Cronenberg is so over the top is I'm going to show you the most grotesque thing possible, but sometimes that's not nearly as grotesque as something implied or an emotional, you know, situation or reaction. And so like, that's, that's kind of what it is, is that he's so good at the visuals the way well, like an HR geek is about slow excruciating the we're going to slowly cut into you and you're going to watch it in this still static way where we're right. never unblinking look never look away um which is you know what film is better at than the written word because of the fact that it's temporarily unspooled is sudden random brutal nonchalant violence um right. which i say because you brought in a outside movie that I haven't seen or that, I, well, I guess I did watch it, but I barely remember uh, the Jeremy Irons movie. So I'm going to bring in a movie that I doubt you've seen. Have you seen the house that Jack built? The house that Jack built. That sounds very familiar, but I don't think so. Okay. I think I might've uh, heard it referenced by you. It's Von Trier's uh, statement on this, the exact same thing. This is how I make my art. It's gross, but it's mine. Um, I'm showing you, you know, something that's inside me. You think it's fucked up. Imagine being inside me. But deep down, I'm just like you. I'm a human. I want good things. I love people. I just think gross, horrible stuff is interesting, blah, blah, blah. And it's all through the metaphor of telling the life of a serial killer who murders almost everyone he interacts with. And uh, if you like this, but you want to be actually shocked and disturbed, I I recommend The House of Jack Built. I like it. But I like Von Trier, so... If right. you like Von Trier, you like Von Trier. I certainly will watch a Von Trier film once. <laughs> I That's watched usually it with, how it goes. I watched it with my parents, which was odd. That's awkward. Yeah. yeah. Good, though. Yeah, I remember, oh, man, Von Trier. God. He did Antichrist, right? That's right. That was one of the funniest nights I had was me and a friend. We were living in Chicago, and we just wanted to watch a horror movie. Mm-hmm. And we we're like, oh, this is a new one. And I just didn't check. <laughs> I didn't check to see who made yeah. it. Popped it on like, yeah, let's put on a fun horror movie. <laughs> and then it was just end of the night silence. I'm and like, I do Fuck, think man, it's an that interest- was a horror movie, wasn't it? It's like, an interesting yeah. comparison because Von Trier also shows you the thing always. He doesn't imply. Yeah. Um, and yet, but I would see, Von I would Trier argue- pound for pound. Predictably, I know it actually is going to hit me with a gut punch. Like it actually is disturbing. So what's well, the difference there? Why not Cronenberg? Well, all right. I I think I know the difference, uh-huh. or I can identify the difference. I also don't think what Von Trier is doing that aspect of what he's doing in Antichrist, you know, the blood come, etc. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's particularly like. So what <laughs> we it is, diverge is that, there, man. I found that well, no, no. disturbing. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Well, that's why I'm trying to word it carefully. It definitely made me go, oh, God, fuck, <laughs> yeah. you know? But the difference is, it's like, that's the equivalent of watching, like, someone get hurt in Jackass. You know what I mean? Where it's like, what, what, I, what I like the most from horror is when horror makes something normal scary or it, or it, makes a, or it creates this, like, really emotional uh, dread. Something where it's like, fuck, that really sticks with me. Whenever it's like, you're going to get sliced up. It, it, that, that always to me feels like low hanging fruit where mm. it's like, yeah, I, of course we're afraid of our bodies getting hurt. We all are. 
that's just something well that, antichrist like, this is not so, an antichrist pod but antichrist also has that dimension because of what happens with the baby the reveals around gonna, the well, baby that's what are I was gonna disturbing say. okay great. that's what i was gonna say is i was gonna say antichrist isn't only that yeah you're um, right it's it's and so when you can't help but to flinch with the physical stuff but the emotional side sticks with you um i would say the thing about cronenberg is his gore is more abstract and a little more superficial to me and then mm-hmm. going back to Possessor, that's why Possessor, the, it wasn't to me the thing about Possessor that wasn't like, oh, gr- oh my God, isn't like the physical gore. It's what's happening. No, it's how far the character would go. And you'd go, yeah. oh, you're that much of a piece of shit? God, I don't like this character. I don't like exactly. being with this character. Yeah. And so that's what it is, is that like, that's why like Eli Roth's Hostel, where I came out of that and I'm like, eh. There's a couple pieces of gory imagery that'll stay with me, but the movie itself doesn't do anything for me because it's just like, look how we're torturing these people. And I'm like, yeah, you sure are. And that is an upsetting thing to watch. Well, then I must combine both your statements because the gist I'm getting is you're saying uh, crimes of the future didn't really shock me with gore that much. And then you're saying, I don't actually value being shocked with gore that much. So maybe it was a great movie that wasn't trying to shock you. That was just trying to make a statement. Like, it's funny. Right. Like what also, if it's not outrageous? What if Cronenberg but, doesn't think this is an outrageous film? It's just a film. Right. He might. <laughs> um, but also, but the statement in the film seems to imply otherwise, right? Is he seems to imply that he thinks his art is his very tumors. disturbing. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, the other thing uh, that I wonder it is that weakens it all is from no through no lens do I understand all the stuff about why uh, Sadu is like why does he kiss Timlin? Why does she have an affair? And and there's a thing about their marriage and their sex life that never goes anywhere. There's just also extra parts. There's extra parts to it. Much like a Cronenberg creation. (laughs) There is. I, I, it's not, I think narratively it's not his, I don't know, his best work. Tightest. Yeah. Yeah, That's a good way of putting it. But this is all to say the thing that makes Cronenberg, because I bring up Eli Roth, the reason why I kind of don't respect Eli Roth films, but I respect Cronenberg is like, it, there's a difference in just showing someone get tortured and showing what we're seeing in this movie, right? Is that what what Cronenberg does is so it's H.R. Giger style. It's art. We're watching art. It's beautiful. It's really creative. It's really cool looking. Like he's not just torturing people on screen. He's telling a very compelling story. Uh, he's telling it with very compelling visuals. No matter how gross it is, no one would question that it's art. Like it, it's still a traditional film. Yeah. So like, that's, that's, that's the thing is I, I, all of this is to say that I quite like Cronenberg films. I just have realized over the years, like his visual aesthetic doesn't really bother me the way he's hyped up to be, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like the thing he's known for is not the thing that I like about his movies, or rather I find the most disturbing. Well, I'll tell you what I have never appreciated from him in the past to this degree is his actual writing. And what I mean is I, we've discussed at length like how we think it's a statement of identity and purpose for himself. But if you read it as that, line to line, some of these things are very true, hard-won wisdom that only a career creative would know that i really appreciate being woven in like i'll just read some quotes if that's all right um how radical are you are you afraid of a little emotion i'm afraid of everything the bed is very quiet but the bed is never wrong i imagine he gets a lot of his stories from dreams it sounds i get that impression from this film um an organism needs organization otherwise it's just designer cancer Trauma is very provocative. I enjoy trauma. Like, you could hear Cronenberg saying that in an interview, for sure. Absolutely. And this is like a recursive statement on the scene itself, right? I want to perform an autopsy. It's juicy with meaning. That's Cronenberg saying, here comes the autopsy sequence. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, No, you're right, because that's the thing, is all the sequences 
are coming out of his own brain. Yeah. Right? He is so, like, you, you could argue, sure. yeah. You could argue he thought of the concept of a guy with ears all over him and then thought like, eh, that's not actually that meaningful. And then and he then thought, he I'll put in. that in the movie and have Saul say that's not very meaningful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I love, I love that where they're like, the ears don't even work, right? Like, no, they're they not hooked function. to his brain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just a guy with a bunch of ears on him. I also... Just because I am, I don't know, I'm deeply impacted by the right turn of phrase. I did find it haunting-ish, the line, if they found Brecken's body and did an autopsy, what do you think they'd find inside it? Outer space. Good answer. Creepy answer. It was really good. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, And Brecken's dad says, I don't know what we'll see when we cut him open, but it'll be beautiful, sweet and real and beautiful. I'm like, it's almost too sweaty, but I didn't get it till the second watch through. So I think it wasn't too, too sweaty. Um, Those are nice statements of intent as an artist. I can stand behind all those things. Yeah. I think so. I think personally, I'm more interested in this as a world, a sci-fi world than as a statement on art. I think that's what it is. Is that like uh, the meaning is didn't feel t- like it's not that it isn't complex. It's that it's not complicated. Right. It, or, I mean, or those, those sound like the same word <laughs> yeah. where it's rather that like the getting the meaning. It's not like, what does this all mean? It's such a mystery. It's like, once you realize what it means, you you're go, like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Bing, bing, bing down the shopping list. Yeah, exactly. It, it's pretty and clear. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, I think more art should be like that. Mm-hmm. I don't think art needs to be a puzzle necessarily. I think it, the filmmaker doesn't have to be like, look how much smarter I am than you, right. that you can't understand what this means. It's like, no, make it clear. Uh, but like that, I think what's always, what I always love about stuff like that is when that's mixed with the literal translation, right? Of mm-hmm. like, here's what's happening in the world. And I guess I found the literal translation really fun. Yeah. That like, I'd rather get more of that ultimately. Yeah. Uh, I definitely see other stories with this premise, which I never will. Cause he's not that kind of director, no. but it, it is, it's such a great world. It really is cool. And the idea yeah. of performance artists are like the stars of that. That's just funny to me. And yet still, you never see a huge crowd. <laughs> no, I love it because it's tradi- like in the tradition of performance arts, it's just like a shitty location and a small crowd. House music and people I, with drinks standing around awkwardly. Yeah. I, I, they don't say where this takes place, right? No. I wish there was one scene where they just cut to like a guy in St. Louis reading the paper and everything's normal. And he's like, geez, LA, man, it's just getting worse every year. Fucking Holly weird, (laughs) bro. Like, it's just, it's just this one area that all this shit is coming down. (laughs) Lansing, Michigan. Uh, Yeah. Why is it like that that there? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) That is, that feels like the implication because it isn't like they're saying like, this is the hottest new thing. And it's like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just, in this area yeah Uh, there's not much and this is i don't think this is intentional or unintentional or whatever it feels very small the world because we're just seeing a small slice of it so and i think that's probably because of budget you know a little Mm bit um but also there's definitely symbolism in the world right is the first shot is of a boat capsized in the ocean we hardly uh, ever see the outsides of buildings even because they didn't want right. to pay to have artists conceptualize a cityscape in this future that's too much effort right but i do think the message gets across in the visuals is that there's a lot of old boats in this whenever he meets the mm-hmm. uh the new vice or whatever guy it's like a boatyard or whatever there's oh, yeah. this idea of discarded scrap in the world and and you that know, everything's and the buried kid in trash. Yeah. The kid literally eats a trash can, you know? And yeah. so that's the idea is to show this world that is dirty, that there's no infections, because that's us basically adapting to a dirtier world, I think is the implication, right? And adapting to eat trash. Mm-hmm. And they're just showing, yeah, trash is everywhere now in this future. Uh, so it, it gets the message across without having to show an expansive city or anything. Uh, so I don't think that's a problem, but it does feel very small, right? It yeah. does feel like they, he didn't either didn't have the budget or didn't want to, or didn't feel the need to like show the world yeah. around it. 
Oh, also, Vigo's really good, as always. I think everybody's really good. Um, I think everyone's good, and I think Vigo stands above. But at like absolutely, uh, he absolutely. just shines. He's very good actor. Um, he's really why, good. Apparently, why he was is he gonna play squatting the entire time in that one scene? Squatting? squatting. That's the injury. That's, That's the, the injury. injury scene. Okay, yep. makes no uh, sense. Yeah, apparently he couldn't stand up. Also, apparently he was he he uh, wanted the role of what's his name, the guy who's not Brazil, not Brazil. Yeah, and um, Cronenberg basically, as he put it, harassed him into taking into the taking lead. Into taking the lead, yeah. Yeah, and you see why, because he's so good. The the cry smile at the end is just truly good, so, yeah. good acting. Um, yeah. yeah. He knows how to Cronenberg it up. He knows how to be in a Cronenberg film. I know it's a little sure. late in the conversation to say this, but Captain Fever slaps, and that will always make Wait, me what? like... Cabin Fever, the Eli Roth, the what he really that, made his that's name. That's the thing. That's with. why I I get frustrated because Cabin Fever, I think, is such a good idea. Oh yeah, and it it's is truly horrifying. Movie. You're gonna get yep. sick, and you're gonna get a rash, and it's gonna get worse till your skin falls off. Like and there's that's nothing fucking supernatural. Scary. Yeah, not a su- <laughs> supernatural. And there was there was so much promise there, but then when then you realize that's his only note is what happened with his career, right? Is after right. that he's like that scene where the the girl's shaving and she cuts her leg open. Mm-hmm. That's going to be all my movies. Yeah. It's just flinch. It's flinch horror is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's horror designed to make you flinch. And it's like I don't know. And it's it also ultimately his work seems very xenophobic. Uh, That's true. Which is yeah. So like I don't know. I I I really liked Cabin Fever. I agree that that movie is. Whereas Cronenberg is xenophilic all the way. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's like bring in the new, the new flesh, the new, the new flesh. Yeah, he's into novelty. I do like the idea that he's all about evolution, adaptability, staying flexible. It's hard to stay mentally flexible as you age. And Cronenberg's out here making movies about how you got to be open and yeah. explore new experiences, you know? Good for him. Right. Yeah, Cronenberg talking about evolution is a great idea, a great combination. Sure. Um and yeah, you're right. It is about being adaptable to the new world and that's probably an artistic statement as well right and i and think a statement literally about climate change we're gonna have to yep. adapt or die for sure cronenberg's one of those directors where like the moment cgi existed he was like yeah i'll work this into mm-hmm. like it reminds me of um romero like romero never shied away from new technology he would just go oh you can do cgi zombies now yeah i'll do some of that too Cohen brothers first directors stuff. to ever edit a film entirely on uh software or you know in final cut rather than right. uh the standard at the time <laughs> right it's the digital cameras is when like people like tarantino are like no film and it's like why though <laughs> like this is cheaper it's film it's it's you could still sell, sell your tell your stories this way i do i like any director like that who's not a snob who just adapts and like cronenberg like he's he's not out at least as far as i know he's not out there being like ah these marvel things you know what i mean like he doesn't care about that shit because he's always been indie he's always been fringe so he's just like oh yeah i'm just gonna keep doing my stuff over here yeah, I'm Deacons also famously is like, yeah. uh, they were like, uh, or gets asked, do you bemoan, you know, you've overseen the f- death of film at stock? And he's like, whatever tool they hand me, I film the thing with that. It's all good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really like Nothing that attitude. fancy about it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with these old auteur filmmakers mm-hmm. where it's like clear that they don't actually have an ego where like, or at least rather they're very good at keeping their egos in check. Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. You got to have the ego to believe that it's okay for 110 people to all work all day to make your stupid thing. Um, right. But hopefully that's where the limit of your ego ends. Like hopefully in exchange for that, you're super grateful and nice because you understand how lucky you are. Right. Uh, and I think and some Lord- directors are that. And Cronenberg seems to be a delight to work with from everything I've understood. Oh, really? Yeah. I've only that's heard good a, things about Cronenberg. Have you heard a Cronen scandal? I that was the thing. I haven't heard things either way. Okay. Uh, the only thing in terms of Cronenberg's personality, mm-hmm. the only real thing that always stuck out for me is that he is in the movie Jason X, mm-hmm. and I think that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's great that Cronenberg was like, I want to be in a Friday the Thirteenth movie. Oh, you're doing Jason in space? Yeah, uh, sign me up. And some director had to direct Cronenberg. 
<laughs> Jason mm-hmm. X and, and be like, is this okay? Are we good with this? And Cronenberg just chilling and being like, yeah, man, do your thing. I'm Cronenberg. I'm here to act. I don't know. There's something I love about whenever like a really high profile artistic dir- director appears in schlock and that realization of like, yeah, they like movies too. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, it's nice. So I don't know. I haven't heard anything bad about Cronenberg. Certainly. He's also a um, hero of mine. Cause he just released, I think his first novel, but he just released a novel at age 72 and wrote and said that like, He's been trying to write this novel since he was 21. And I've been trying to write a novel since I was 17. So I'm like, see, I got until I'm 65. No rush on this shit. Yeah, exactly. I also really like that his son is, it's like a family business now. His son's like, I'm going to do fucked up shit like my dad. And he's just, and he like, I was kind of, I was a little like going into Possessor. I was like, I don't know, man. It's weird to just like do your dad's shtick. What are you, what are you, Jacob Dylan? You know? And then you watch it and you're like, ah, but he's good at it. Also, <laughs> it's wanna, a different tone. See it. it takes itself more seriously than Chrome, yes, like yes. you said. Yeah. That is, that is, I haven't watched it in a while, but I remember, yeah, we talked about that and we just watched. It doesn't feel like a Cronenberg film. It, it doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't. It's a sci-fi horror, but that doesn't mean, yeah, yeah exactly. It has its own flavor. And s- yeah. And so it's like, shit, man, I'm really excited to see more Brendan Cronen- Cronenberg films. Yeah. Maybe something that won't make me as depressed next time, but yeah. Uh, um, I also would be the premise and the way the plot unspools, which I won't spoil because it's not a possessor cast, um, is really clever and impactful. Yeah, I think I just found it a bit slow paced for the mood I was in at that time. So uh, I sure. guess I should I should just shut up and not say anything. Watch Possessor. I, I, I objectively was like, like that was a good film. So yeah, Cronenberg yeah. films, both Brendan and David Cronenberg, you kind of have to be in a mood for right. For sure. Like yeah, yeah. And like, I would never in a million years, if anybody was like, I don't like his movies, I wouldn't be like, oh my God, why? You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, there's yeah. any number of and, reasons. I don't like it's dark stuff way. or slow right. stuff or yeah. And if you are, if you do find his visual aesthetic upsetting, which I don't that much, but like, again, that's everybody's taste, right? Like, mm-hmm. I know people who are hor- who can't stand body horror, who can't. Who, who can't stand metamorphosis and right. it's like yeah we all have phobias you know some people don't like spiders some people don't like this imagery so like he is a very strong imagery that yeah it's gonna work it's gonna horrify people yeah um, and that doesn't mean you know that's just it's whatever horrifies people it's 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 almost not random but it's like it can be anything right oh yeah for me it's that my depression will make me lash out at people and I'll ultimately drive them away and be alone. And then I'll really be depressed and with no way to claw myself out of it. Cause I have no support. So, you know, random shit, random shit like that. Right. Like you right. would never think of. I and, actually uh, heard that with the depression. Oh yeah. Sock puppets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um, well, Dave, I'm sorry. I've messed up your podcast. I feel, I feel like I've talked over you, you a lot more than Tom does. You guys really? have, you're in the pocket. Even because so we I, do Star Trek and I feel like I'm less interrupty, but I felt very I feel like I feel like I interrupt people all the time, every podcast. <laughs> and I don't life. care. Yeah. Right. No, I Great. guess what I'm saying is that I always, after a podcast, mm-hmm. go, God, I interrupted them so much. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm never uh, self-aware in the moment to like correct that. Uh, and so the fact that you felt that too is like, ah, oh, good, yeah. Only once it. this hour did I have the wherewithal to go. Oh no, you go ahead. <laughs> but, right. that, but yeah, it's like once an hour I'll catch myself. Yeah, it's otherwise fine. I, excited I to I, talk. Yeah, at no point did I feel interrupted. Great, it's a conversation about Cronenberg. Not even when the cat it's, was it's screaming, loose. huh? I felt what? interrupted for you when the cat oh, was yeah. screaming. Yeah, I wonder, people. Let me know if you can hear the cat in these podcasts because. I'm I'm using a microphone and on Audacity, it uh it doesn't pick up background mm-hmm. so- sounds, but on Discord, which is how we're communicating, you can hear the cat. So it's weird. It's like I I always wonder: can people hear the cat, or do they just hear us talking about a cat that's invisible? You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. I have no idea. Also, I don't care to know, so don't <laughs> don't tell me. 
my new boss just found and sent me the sketch who fucked the dishwasher and it just says really <laughs> question mark this is a day i feared oh no i gotta oh, go so dave good. i gotta go explain shit to my boss uh, <laughs> it's you gotta say listen we did a sketch about fucking a pumpkin mm-hmm. uh and this is the you gotta understand follow-up. the roots of this yeah yeah <laughs> All right. Well, Michael, thank you so much. Why don't you tell everybody uh, where you can be found on the internet? Yeah, I'm still sounding the horn about one upsmanship, the number one and the word lit upsmanship, just because we moved. So we're over on iHeartRadio now. So you have to research for the name one upsmanship and subscribe if you want to hear that video games podcast that I co-host with Adam Ganser to hear about uh 15 other podcasts that me and my friends are involved in including dave in various capacities head over to patreon.com slash small beans or stick around right here for tom when he gets back yes check out the small beans we also we do joint ventures with the small Mm -hmm. beans on our patreon patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed uh we have exclusive podcasts um some are exclusive to small beans and ours that is uh star trek the next futurama and spiel boys um and then we have uh fox Mulder's a maniac and tom and jeff watch batman that's gamefully unemployed or small beans both on patreon and uh i don't know that's that's as good as a plug as any right oh yeah Uh, I'll plug that right into my abdomen so that I can look through a weird flesh jewel and see my neo organ. Yep. And I will have an (laughs) orgasm. (laughs) Great, great, great. Good talk. Yeah. 